seeking divine guidance and wisdom in matters of love and relationship means that we're trusting this relationship process to God, that we're surrendering it to a higher purpose, and we're trusting that you will be aligned with the love that is right for your soul. But a lot of times people hear that, they understand it, but they also think it means that they no longer have to take active action. Like they don't have to be the ones directing or moving things forward. They have surrendered it and therefore God is going to do it for them and they can switch into passive action mode, which is part of the problem. When we become passive about the goals and our God-given desires that we're attempting to accomplish, obviously it no longer keeps working. Like, it's very tricky because surrender can be an active activity. I hope I'm saying this properly. When we're surrendering, we usually think of moving into a passive way of living. But actually, surrender means like, I'm going to surrender to this process. I'm going to surrender to doing what I need to be doing in order to move the ball forward. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Forever Love, the podcast where we explore the depths of love, relationship, and spirituality. I'm your host and Christ-centered relationship coach, Sapphire Lily Montanguiza, and I'm here as your guide on this journey to finding forever love. And if you're just joining us here, I want you to know that this is a safe place to be where you are. We really come together as a community of women to encourage and support one another on this journey. If you're a single Christian woman and you are longing for love, you're in the right place because we really embrace that as a God-given desire. And I'm here to encourage, support, and equip you every step of the way to help you know that This is a desire that is worth paying attention to. It's worth doing everything you can within reason to set yourself up to have the life that you've been dreaming of. And I'm here to help you really do that work. In our previous episodes, we talked about embracing feminine energy and unleashing your authentic self and finding joy and contentment in singlehood. But today we're diving into a topic that holds really profound meaning and depth, which is exploring the spiritual dimensions of love. And this isn't easy because we're familiar with love in several different ways. There's the very heady intellectual ideas about love. There's the emotional experience of love and everything that goes with it. And there's so many. It's interesting. I was um, researching for this episode and looking at all the things that we we experience and then describe as love, even when it's probably something else like anticipation, excitement, interest, desire, all of these other things that when we're in a relationship and we're experiencing them, 
we're like, oh my gosh, I think I'm in love. But we're probably in a different emotion, but labeling it as love. And we're going to get into all of that. But today, I want to really begin by centering our hearts in prayer because I believe that the work we're doing is spiritual. I believe that attempting to do something as audacious as have a Christ-centered love life where you're establishing a romantic partnership with somebody based on a foundation of love. This is a spiritual endeavor. This is a transformative experience. It is not for the faint-hearted. It is going to require you to let go of part of yourself and it's going to have you embrace who you truly are in Christ. And so I think it's really important that we invite God into this conversation intentionally, that we bring our awareness to his presence. And I just ask that you would close your eyes, maybe if appropriate, or place a hand over your heart and just pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, as we embark on this journey, exploring the spiritual dimensions of love, we invite your presence to guide us and illuminate our path. May our hearts be open to the divine wisdom that deepens our understanding of love and relationships. Help us to see love through your eyes and embrace a Christ-centered partnership that reflects your grace and compassion. Bless our conversation today and may it inspire and touch the hearts of all who listen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so in our last episode, we discovered the beauty and the opportunities that come with being single. This is a great time for those of you who are in that season. It can be at least. It is rich with potential. And we've talked about shifting our perspective and cultivating the self-care and the self-love that's needed so that you can discover your personal passions and navigate the social pressures because there's plenty of those and ultimately foster a positive mindset. So if you missed it, I really highly encourage you to give it a listen. I also wanna start by inviting you to our next group coaching call. These are a free weekly group coaching session. We're doing them every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. So I wanna encourage you, come and join us for the next one. You will need an invitation and to get an invite, you need to be on our email list and all you need to do is head over to Proverbs2426.com slash subscribe and you will be invited to our next group coaching session and I hope you will join us because it's a really powerful group. Um, it's usually a very small group, which means we get to have very meaningful and personalized conversations and I am there to discuss ideas that we're talking about. We often do a deeper dive into one of the um, ideas already discussed on the podcast, but this gets a, gives us an opportunity to get together and really have a discussion about it because obviously you're listening to me right now, but it's a very one-sided conversation. And to me, it's really important that I am listening 
and participating in this with you, that this is your journey and I am here to support, but I can't do it for you. And so I want to be there and have those conversations. I want to help you surround yourself with other women who are in the same boat, who are going through the same challenges and we're brainstorming ideas and we're discussing it and we're letting the shame that sometimes lingers around on the edges that causes us to hold back and not go after those big God-given desires, we're, we're addressing it and we expose it. And it doesn't have to be a painful thing. It can be a very um, healing process. And I think that's what happens within those group coaching sessions. So if you want to participate, and I think you do, head over to Proverbs2426.com slash subscribe to make sure you're on our email list and you get the next invite to come out on to our next Wednesday session. Now, Let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, the connection between spirituality and relationships. Love at its core is a spiritual experience. It transcends the physical realm and touches the deepest parts of our being. When we embrace spirituality in our relationships, we have invited a profound sense of connection and purpose and growth into the experience. Spirituality reminds us that we're not alone on our love journey. It acknowledges the divine presence that guides us and supports us and leads us to love that is rooted in a higher purpose. Love dives deeper into exploring the role of faith and finding a Christ-centered partnership. For those of you who are on a Christ-centered path, faith obviously plays a vital role in shaping your romantic relationships because it provides that foundation of shared values, spiritual connection, and a commitment to living and understanding Christ's teachings. And when both partners prioritize their relationship with God, they create a sacred space for love to flourish. So I want to encourage you to take the time to reflect on your faith and what it means to you in a romantic relationship. And it's important to clarify your values and try to find a partner who shares your spiritual beliefs and aspirations, but understand that it might be manifested in a way that is different from the way you express your values. And this is very challenging for some people because we can, this this happens to me and my husband. For those of you who don't know, I am married and that's why I love, I, I love what I have with my husband and I want to encourage more women to really go for it because it is so much better than I expected some days. And sometimes it's also really, really hard, especially when it comes to our faith because we're at different stages and we've had different experiences. And so sometimes we're in the same book, but not necessarily on the same page, if you know what I mean. Like the other day we were discussing um, our relationship to God through the Bible. And while I love the Bible and I love scripture, I have a very different 
interpretation uh, about what it means to me in my life than my husband does. And sometimes that can be difficult to navigate because we, it's so meaningful to us. We want to find somebody with identical values. And that is not necessary. This is the distinction I want you to make between shared values and identical values. Our brains think that we need a carbon copy of ourselves in order to be happy. But I want to assure you that there is enough of you to go around. We don't need two. What we need is the unique combination of everything you bring to a relationship and everything your partner brings to the relationship. And then that combination becomes its own special thing. And that is what's really beautiful about a Christ-centered relationship. Not that you're finding somebody who matches you and can like have the same answers for preferences and values and all that stuff. That is not necessary. What you need is somebody who is compatible. Does that help to clarify? We're going for compatibility rather than replicating what you already bring to the table. So really think about how you're going to nurture your relationship with God and seek divine guidance as you move forward. Because when you embrace the spiritual dimensions of love, it's really important to have practices and routines that support that. So cultivating a daily prayer or meditation practice to deepen your connection with the divine, really bringing the different parts of you, the intellectual parts of you, the physical parts of you, the emotional parts of you into that relationship with God. How are you expressing yourself intellectually when it comes to God? How do you express yourself emotionally when it comes to God? And can you try something new? So sometimes we get quite rigorous with the ways in which we support ourselves spiritually. We find something that works and we stick with it. But then we can also get into a bit of a rut. And I think you've probably had this experience and then you do something different. It kind of changes it up. It shakes it up. And then it's a little bit easier to move forward and get the kind of emotional or experiential Um, result that you might have been looking for. So let me give you an example. When you have a certain way of praying, for example, maybe you have a, a specific, a specific prayer style. Maybe you maintain a certain posture. Maybe you do a certain prayer format. Maybe you do it at the same time, same place every day. It becomes a routine and it's a beautiful routine. You really, really love it and it supports you. And maybe you created that routine to help you move through something challenging that that routine really supported you. But then once you've accomplished a goal and you've moved beyond a challenge, sometimes that routine can get really it can block you in and it starts to feel forced it no longer does what it did in the beginning it wasn't solving a problem for you and then it feels and you're not getting what you needed out of it and so we want to pay attention what were you getting in the first place when you started that routine when you started using that formula for prayer like What was the emotion that was created? Because we want to pay attention to that. Were you encouraged? Were you creating a plan that you were actually looking forward to? Did you feel inspired? Because 
that is the driving force, right? So often we think it's the plan, it's the formula, it's the thing that's going to do, make the difference for us. And that's part of it, for sure. You definitely want to have a plan. But what's driving it? And if the emotion that once drove the plan forward is no longer there, it's the plan isn't going to work as well. So one of the solutions is to switch it up a little bit and ask yourself, okay, if I was feeling inspired what would need to change in order for me to feel inspired today? What would need to be different? What would I need to be thinking? What was I thinking then that I'm no longer thinking and why? So these are questions to kind of get your brain to tease out what is the real problem here? And where can we find very intuitive solutions? Solutions that are very personalized just to you because they're coming from within rather than being dictated by an external source. So seeking divine guidance and wisdom in matters of love and relationship means that we're trusting this relationship process to God that we're surrendering it to a higher purpose and we're trusting that you will be aligned with the love that is right for your soul. But a lot of times people hear that, they understand it, but they also think it means that they no longer have to take active action. Like they don't have to be the ones directing or moving things forward. They have surrendered it and therefore God is going to do it for them and they can switch into passive action mode, which is part of the problem. When we become passive about the goals and our God-given desires that we're attempting to accomplish, obviously it no longer keeps working. Like, it's very tricky because surrender can be an active activity. I hope I'm saying this properly. When we're surrendering, we usually think of moving into a passive way of living. But actually, surrender means like, I'm going to surrender to this process. I'm going to surrender to doing what I need to be doing in order to move the ball forward. Does that help to clarify? Like surrender to making the effort rather than surrendering the effort entirely. Okay. And then we want to take a step back and make sure that our steps are honoring our God-given desire for love. Because sometimes we try to move forward, but we do it from this emotional space that is not in alignment with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it's coming from like fear, scarcity, frustration, annoyance, confrontation, like all this other stuff can get in there, right? And when that stuff starts to be what is really driving you, then we know we have to take a step back and double check. Like, okay, I know ultimately that this is a God-given desire, but now I'm trying to move it forward from this place of like frustration and suspicion and angst and it's no longer gaining any traction. So we want to surrender those emotions. We want to allow ourselves to experience them, to feel them all the way through. And that's a really hard part. And I've talked about that before. But when we can, 
we let that stuff go and then we start to move into our spiritual practices and rituals from those other emotions, those higher emotions. And one of the things that I've heard a lot of people struggle with is, you know, we know that we can't or we're taught that we can't come to God in anger. And so we have these emotions and we're not sure what to do with them because we're we've been told that God can't or doesn't want us like that. And I think that's very crippling. And I think that's a message that we have to kind of work through and understand at a deeper level. Because while I understand the scriptures, I also understand that God has no qualms with our human emotions. Like they're never going to be an obstacle for God. I love the verse about like neither not heights nor depths or anything is going to separate from me from the love of God. But it seems to us that our emotions often do. But that is a very one way illusion. Our emotions get really big and we can't see through them. But God always sees through them. It's not a problem from his end. It's a one way mirror kind of thing. And and I want to encourage you to not beat yourself up so much for having those kinds of feelings for getting stuck in the murky mires of emotions like that's human and when you fully understand what it means to be human you will stop beating yourself up because you will realize just how much love God has for humanity like God isn't just in love with your divinity God doesn't just love the Christ-centered version of you. God loves the human version of you that is so (laughs) broken and beautiful and wounded and healing. Like, that's what he loves about you, that you are this mess and this miracle all wrapped up in one. And so stop holding that against yourself. Stop holding the fact that you're this dual citizen dealing with very human problems, trying to elevate those problems to the spiritual realms, trying to do all this work, trying to bring Christ into it. Don't beat yourself up for having such a hard human time going through it. Does that help? I really want to encourage you because when you're dating and You're trying to bring somebody into your relationship with God. It's really intimidating. You start attending worship together. You do readings together. You discuss spiritual texts. You maybe engage in other acts of service as a couple. And these are all beautiful things to do. It's a way to really get to know one another. But I also want to caution you because these things are very intimate and personal like we don't just bring anybody to our church we don't just share or open our heart to just anybody and so when you're doing things it makes sense that we would impose more meaning on them because we want to make it meaningful and in our desire to make something meaningful we often like add it on like we just add extra layers of meaning and 
of course, that is very triggering because it, we make it mean so many things. And that can be, um, that can throw us off course. It can be quite destabilizing because again, there's so much meaning attached to it. So it's no longer just going to church. It's going to church with somebody I'm interested in who I want to see as part of this whole community. And if the pastor likes them, then the other people are going to like them. Then this is going to happen. Then that and our brains go on these really wild uh crusades almost of imagining future potential and rather than just like enjoying imagining a best case scenario we also start worrying about how the best case scenario could be destroyed by the reality that we're currently in so yeah it makes sense that when you're in that you're going to be very emotionally exhausted and sensitive because that's that's where you're at. And so give yourself the peace and freedom to be there. Now, I also want to remind you that when it comes to love, it can be really tricky because like I said in the beginning, we have a lot of different words that we associate with love and they can be excitement, interest, passion, um, sensuality, all these things, even lust is often confused with love. And when we don't have a proper definition, a working definition, and an emotional awareness of what love feels like in our own bodies, when we don't have that mapped out for ourselves, it can be very easy to swap definitions and then make other things mean something else. So for example, like when you mistake excitement for love, it's very easy to get very ramped up. And if that excitement is disappointed and you don't get to experience the fulfillment of the thing you imagined being excited about, that can really change how you're feeling. And if you've misinterpreted that excitement as love and then you feel that disappointment, you might associate that with like, oh, that means this can never work because now I'm feeling disappointed. Not just that I was excited and disappointed, but like, oh, my love can no longer move on because now it's been disappointed. And it's the little things that we do. And so I'm bringing all this up to say that we need to be very intentional about what we call love. And I think the Bible gives us a very solid base. Love is patient. Love is kind. And when we focus on that, we can also map in our own physical body what love feels like. That patient, kind, has a true ring to it kind of love. When we're being very honest with ourselves, where does love resonate physically within you? Where does love reside? How do you know when we've hit that note? You've heard me describe emotions as notes, right? And love is like C major. It is the, the base note that kind of everything else is built off of. And so really make sure that you can fine tune 
your heart and your emotions and your mind based on that solid note. Really get familiar with it so that you can always kind of treat it like your North Star and be honest with yourself so that when you know, so that you know if what you're doing is actually loving or not. This is going to require just being honest with yourself. Nobody else can do this for you. But it's important that you bring that next level of awareness and intentionally incorporate those truths into your relationship because it'll help you make more space for that spiritual growth. And when you can articulate what real love feels like for you, you'll also be able to understand it better in other people and you'll be able to hear for the truth of are they actually loving you or are they just excited about you? Do they want to see you grow and thrive? Are they capable of being patient and kind with you or do they have lust in their heart? Like that is the kind of work that we're talking about. Really being able to discern what is love. And again, you have to start by knowing it on the inside so that you can recognize it on the outside. Now, when it comes to prayer, I also want to encourage you to use it as a tool for inviting divine guidance into your life and aligning your heart back to love. For me, prayer is less about talking to God and more about listening until I can settle myself back into that place of love. I imagine that prayer is kind of like sitting down in the middle of a tornado, in the middle of this emotional tornado with lots of thoughts and feelings whipping around, all the leaves and branches are up in the air. And when it's really windy, it can be painful. Like the wind itself is painful, things flying about, smacking you in the face, that all painful. But prayer is that decision to sit with God in the midst of the storm. I'm imagining Jesus in the boat with his disciples when they're freaking out. And and prayer is that point where you're like, I need help. And you look to Christ and you anticipate that he is going to still the waters. And you sit and you watch and you wait for it to happen, and you let the wind die down in your own heart and mind, and you sit with Christ, and you allow the wind and the chaos and the storm to subside. And you focus on the breath, and you focus on the still small voice within, you let your focus on the external circumstances, all the wind, all the noise, all the chaos, you drop your focus on that, you turn the focus inward, you focus on the breath, and you stay there until you reconnect with the spirit of love, with the Holy Spirit, with that still small voice within. This is not an easy thing to do. This takes intention, it takes practice, and it takes reverence. Reverence for yourself as a spiritual being and reverence for God as the creator of that spirit. And so when we pay attention, 
We surrender that chaos and confusion back to God. We let it all just fall to the ground. And I like to imagine all those leaves whipping around and then the wind dying down and all those leaves settling back down to the ground. And from there, I have a much clearer perspective of what's really going on. It's very hard to make clear decisions in the midst of the storm. But once the storm subsides, once those waves settle back down, from there, we can start to see the way forward. Give it time. Give it your intention. Allow yourself to not be good at that because it's a skill. And unless we develop it on purpose, we won't have it. And most of us aren't taught to pray like that. We're given formulas. We're taught the Our Father. We're taught to pray in this way, to get it done and to check it off the list and move on. We're not really taught how to let go of the storm. And this, this to me is one of the most essential parts of our spiritual walk with God is that how do we surrender and what do we surrender? Because I think a lot of times when we talk about surrender, I know this is true for me, I think about what I'm going to have to stop thinking, saying, doing. But really, it's about surrendering the stuff I was never going to be able to control anyways. The stuff that I was pulling on that I had no business pulling on. The stuff that was in God's control the whole time just recognizing that I was never really going to be able to take that over and take that on. And that when I was trying to, it was kind of just out of craziness. And it wasn't actually something I could do. So we're not surrendering reality, we're surrendering the illusion of control. Okay, and we're really stepping back into taking responsibility for the things we can control that we can control our mind, our emotions, and our actions. We take full responsibility for that. We don't surrender that. Who are you going to surrender that to? God is not going to come and animate your body for you and do it for you. He will do it through you, but he will not do it for you. So you are going to have to be an active participant. Okay, really, really important to recognize the difference between when we expect to do God to do something for us. And when we surrender our lives, our minds, our hearts for him to do something through us. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I hope you found it helpful. And I just want to kind of quickly wrap up what we've talked about because we've touched on a lot of things. And I know I can go off on a little bit of a tangent here and there. So I do really appreciate the time that you spend allowing me to share these ideas. I hope that they encourage and inspire you. And if you have questions, I want to talk to you about it. This is something that it's not enough to just put it out there. This is something to have a conversation around. So if you want to discuss it with me, I want to encourage you to send me a DM. It's one of my favorite ways to talk to people in our community. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can also send me an email. Um, email me 
lily at proverbs2426.com. I'm very, very open and receptive to having these conversations. And I think it's really, really important if we're going to move forward and honor those God-given desires. You have a God-given desire for love and marriage, and I believe in it. I believe it's worth honoring. I believe it's doable. I believe it's something you ought to give yourself surrender to like go for it what is holding you back really become aware of what you think is holding you back and discuss it with somebody because oftentimes those roadblocks are illusions and we can move past them when we really start to see things clearly and recognizing that love is a spiritual pursuit helps us to use our spiritual tools more efficiently If we think that love is just about getting your wants and needs met in the physical world, then we tend to attack it using physical means. Like we use the resources and the tools that are available to us in this dimension. But when you recognize how much of a spiritual journey this is, you start to use those spiritual forces to work, to work out what you're trying to create with God. Okay, so I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about those conversations you have with God. I'm talking about the things that you do that help you to connect to the divine. So pay attention to what helps you um, get there, what needs to happen in your mind and heart for you to be able to be present with yourself and with God really become more aware do a little bit of a investigation on yourself and find those things and figure out okay if this is where I'm at what would it look like to take one step further how can I take this one level deeper because you're probably already closer than you think. You're already moving in the right direction. But a lot of us have doubts and fears about if that's true or not. And we can find lots of evidence for why we're stuck and why it's not working. But my guess is you're further along than you're giving yourself credit for. And I just want you to find evidence for that today. I want to challenge you. Can you find evidence that supports the idea that you're actually doing quite well, that you're actually much closer than you realize, that you're actually about to achieve that God-given desire. See how that feels. See if you can find the evidence to support it. All right, let's wrap up this episode and recap the main takeaways and actionable steps for embracing spirituality in your relationships. Number one, understand the connection between spirituality and relationships and try to recognize the profound depth and purpose that spirituality brings to love. Okay. Number two, explore the role of faith in finding a Christ-centered partnership and clarify the values that you seek in a partner who shares your beliefs. Okay. We kind of broke that down into a two-step thing. You're going to focus first on your own values recognize what those are, recognize where you're trying to find a carbon copy of that and why that's not what you need. And instead, focus on the compatible values because it's going to be easier to see those in other people. If you're looking for a twin, 
you're not going to find one. But if you start looking for people who have the same hair color as you, you're going to find lots of options. Okay. So notice what you're looking for and look for something that's a little easier to identify in a larger category of people. This is going to help you to just teach your eyes to see more of what's available around you. The third thing you're going to do is nurture your relationship with God and seek divine guidance in love. It's important to cultivate a daily practice that helps you to connect with God. And you've got to be the one to figure out what that looks like for you. Some people just like to go for a walk and be present to the world around them, the created world God's creation, the rocks are speaking to them, the trees are speaking to them about the love of God. Maybe that works for you. Maybe you want something a little bit more formal. Maybe you like a specific time and space to do your prayer, your meditation, whatever it is. Figure out what it is for you and then try to enjoy it even more. Really this is very hard for a lot of people because we've we've forced God into so much of our lives that it becomes more of a chore than a blessing. So really take a step back and ask yourself, especially if you're feeling kind of exhausted by your relationship with God. Don't worry. I get that. I think we have all been there, but it can be hard to admit. It can be very discomforting, especially amongst Christians to be like, yeah, God's a lot right now. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard relationship, but it can also be a beautiful one. So really ask yourself, what would it take for my relationship with God to look like a blessing again? What would help me to move back to that place of refreshing and enjoyment, not just endurance? Okay. It's beautiful that God will walk with us no matter how exhausted we get, but he also wants to refresh us. And sometimes it's up to us to just say what that would look like and then to help bring that into reality. The fourth thing that I want to remind you of is to incorporate spiritual practices and rituals into your love journey. So create sacred moments and share experiences that help you de deepen your spiritual bond. And I think our community does a really good job of creating a space where that can happen. So if you don't already have a group of women, I want to encourage you to join ours. We meet Every week, like I said, on Wednesdays, we do a free group coaching call. You're always welcome to attend. And the beauty of it is, yeah, we talk about these things and I teach, but we also have an opportunity to just be present with one another, to see one another, to witness one another's journey, their challenges, their struggles, their successes. We cheer one another on. We have some women in the community who are sharing their stories as we go through this. And it's, it's beautiful to watch the transformation. And it's beautiful to be amongst women who have that common God-given desire and are committed to affirming it for themselves and for others. So remember, when we embrace the spiritual dimensions of love, we open ourselves up to a love that transcends the ordinary and touches the divine. I want to encourage you to stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to explore the continuation of that relationship between spirituality and love. But that is for next week. And I hope you'll join us. 
Thank you for being here with me today in this exploration of the spiritual dimensions of love. If you found it helpful and valuable, I would encourage you to continue your journey. Keep moving forward and invite others to come on this journey with you. I know that there are so many other women who are lonely and just wishing somebody would reach out to them with a word of encouragement. So if you know someone like that, please be that person. Be the in-between who gives them that word of hope or you can share this episode with them and encourage them to keep going because it is hard. It is hard, but We are here to support one another and to keep lifting each other up in prayer, in love, in encouragement, in so many ways. And I want to encourage you to go and check out the Foundations for Love membership. As a member, you'll gain exclusive access to all of our resources. We've got programs, guided meditations, again, that supportive community of like-minded individuals, coaching, so many things in there. And all you need to do is head over to Proverbs2426.com slash love to join and participate with us because it is an amazing community and I know that you are going to love it. But that is all for today. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining me today on the Forever Love Podcast. If you've resonated with the empowering stories, expert advice, and inspiration shared during this episode, then let's keep that energy going and share this with someone you care about who will also find the message meaningful. But before you go, I have something special for you. Are you a single woman seeking to honor your God-given desires, particularly the desire for love and marriage? Well, Imagine a community where you're supported, learn valuable insights, and have access to the tools to create the love life you've always dreamed of. That is exactly what you'll find in Foundations for Love, our exclusive membership. Picture this. You'll receive complimentary private coaching sessions with me where we'll dive deep into your unique journey and uncover the keys to attracting the love you deserve. You'll also gain unlimited access to our group coaching replay library filled with real life examples, transformations, and breakthroughs so you can learn from others' experiences and accelerate your own growth. But that's not all. You'll also get... But that's not all. As a member of the Foundations for Love program, you'll get instant access to my signature course, Ready for the One a comprehensive program designed to equip you with the mindset, strategies, and practical steps to co-create with God the relationship of your dreams. Plus, you'll receive all my other exclusive digital materials to support you on your path to love. The best part? This life-changing membership is available for just $49 per month. That is less than a cup of coffee for private coaching and a treasure trove of resources, guidance, and support on your journey to lasting love. If you're ready to take charge of your love life and embark on a transformative journey, visit my website today at Proverbs2426.com love. That's Proverbs2426.com love to join Foundations for Love today. Don't let another day go by without investing in yourself 
and your future. Remember, you deserve a love that refreshes your soul. And the Foundations for Love program is here to guide you every step of the way. Join our vibrant community of like-minded women and let's make your dreams of love and marriage a reality.